You're listening to Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football. The one and only podcast dedicated to providing analysis, advice, and entertainment for salary cap fantasy football players. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Kennedy and Sean McGuire. Well, gather round, everybody. It is time once again for the Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Tim Kennedy. I'm here with Sean McGuire. Hey, Tim. Hello, Sean. How you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing pretty well. It's we, uh, we have less than two weeks to get ready for cocaine bear. That's <laughs> true. I I love. Uh, we've done a lot of movie nights over the years, yeah. but but I feel like. This one's really getting hyped up by the group. I think I think there's a there's I think this group knows we know what we are. And and when a movie comes out that that uh is going to just fit like I think the humor profile and whatever, everybody knows it, everybody can feel it coming. Yeah. Like <clears throat> the the last two ones I really remember that was I think Borat yeah, I think we knew we were going to like Borat, and there was a big turnout for Borat, and then uh, the Mad Max movie. I think everybody was for sure into that one. And so, did did you fall asleep at either of those last two? I've only fallen asleep in one movie. <laughs> but boy, did you fall with asleep. this with this with this particular group? Uh, yeah, what, it was uh, it was kind of a it was, it was like, kind of a sleeper though. Yeah, it was. It was that one where like an alien comes down and there was like a linguist that figures out how to communicate yeah, with I the thought, alien. I, I think I was expecting Independence Day and instead it was uh it was it was about language. It was, and I, and it was kept, like what? And I kept having to like push your head off my shoulder and elbow you trying to get was you. Was that to drooling watch on your shoulder? <laughs> I'm making that up, but I was elbowing you. I was like, Come you, on, you, Sean. Were, you were trying yeah, like, you're you trying mightily to keep me up. I you paid good money. To be clear, to be clear, there are several factors at play. One was I think I had just like stayed up all night doing some work, you know, for work, and also there was probably a substantial amount of uh, of Oscars involved, which is the drink that they serve at the theater. That yeah, yeah, is that, I, quite strong. I think we uh, we started with Oscars and then got uh, ices, Coke flavored ices, and maybe poured some, some rum something in there. else in, yeah. in there. So that was that was a, a it was a is a maelstrom. Of uh, of of bad choices, and the movie was fine. I actually went and saw the movie later on, uh, and it was a, it was a fine movie. Yeah. It wasn't really, it wasn't a guy's, it wasn't movie, a guy's night movie night movie. kind of thing. But yeah, it was yeah. a fine movie. It's like an arty film. Yeah, exactly. Like we saw the Banshees and a Sharon. That and it's similar, like you know, decent movie. I'm gonna say decent. I didn't love it, but okay. it was like definitely not the vibe. I, I was expecting something a little funnier. Sure. Well, speaking of Artie, we yeah. have our NFL and Steel Awards. Is this today. Artie? Is this Artie? No, it's not. Okay. It's, I wanted You're to just trying to transition. I wanted to go for a bad segue. Okay. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Um, yeah, we're going to go through. We we made some... Well, first of all, we laid out some storylines we were going to watch this la- this past NFL season. Yeah, some of these were not didn't turn out to be anything, but some turned out to be somewhat interesting. Right. We're just going to revisit those briefly to 
to see how our storylines played out. And then we have the Steel Awards that we predicted at the beginning of the season and also the NFL Awards, as I mentioned, that we predicted. We're going to see how we did. All right. And hand out those Steel Awards. So, all right. So, first of all, the storylines, Sean, do you want to start with one of yours? Well, Sure. Uh, I wanted to know what was going to happen with Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. Uh, the question I think I asked is, can he still play? And honestly, and like, will the f- fans there accept him? And what I've seen is the fans have accepted him because there are there's no other option. Mm. And you, you can't believe like is his jer- jersey selling though? <laughs> I didn't actually check the jersey sales. Okay. I don't think. It, you know that's the thing. I, there's no way that that jersey is selling. I think about it. There's I would no way. be so surprised. But I did. I have heard like you know, Rich from Dynasty Nerds is like, I guarantee you the the Browns are making the playoffs. I'm like, not based upon what we saw last year. So he averaged Watson averaged just for the games he played. Because remember, he didn't play a bunch of games, but. He averaged less than 200 yards passing per game and wasn't doing it on the ground either, less than 30 yards rushing per game. Uh, instead of being a dual threat, he is a zero threat. Uh, on a per-game basis, he was quarterback 25, um, below Russell Wilson, Marcus Mariota, Dar- uh, Derek Carr, and Sam Darnold. Uh, ouch. Wow. But still ahead of Carson Wentz and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> but but <laughs> not good. Wow. But not good. So uh, do you think it, this is gonna last, or is this just rust? Do you think he's done? Mm. So that was the, the thing. One of the things I was worried about is like people take a year off and they're not the same when they come back. Le'Veon Bell was not the same when he came back, and I think uh, it's it's a different position. Perhaps he can get it back, but I, it wasn't like you see the rust, you know, shaken off over the course of the season. He just He's just stunk, and yeah. uh, so I'm legitimately concerned, and I would not be making bets that Cleveland is making the playoffs. Like they might, I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying uh, it's it's. Uh, I didn't see things getting better, and you know maybe full training camp, and but you know he he was in training camp. It wasn't like he wasn't in training camp. So I, I don't. <clears throat> I'd be curious. I haven't seen anything that puts together a, a rational other than this is what he was previously which was always really good which was always really good right i haven't seen anything that says this is the explanation for why he was so bad and you know he had, he was he was dealing with this injury or he was <laughs> i just think he wasn't getting you know his he had all these kinks in his in his back and, oh my gosh. or lower areas <laughs> and was unable to get them unkinked i i don't know right uh yeah i don't know i don't know either i'm just I'm... certainly not kinked yeah <laughs> one of the storylines i wanted to watch this season was the uh, wide receivers in green bay and kansas city because we really didn't know who was going to come out on top for either one of those teams yeah. elite quarterbacks with Basically nothing at the wide receiver. Right. So surprisingly, Mecole Hardman had the most points per game with 10.2 in his eight games for Kansas City. But Juju was, and I'm air quoting with my real fingers here, was the alpha on that team um, with 9.5 points per game over 15 <clears throat> games. Certainly his Twitter game is alpha-esque. Oh, I, mu- I must have missed this. Oh, he he basically just, short version is he's, he, he was straight up taunting uh, taunting people, uh, uh, Eagles players. 
Oh my gosh! After, after the, the Super Bowl, after Super Bowl, yeah. Wow. AJ Brown basically called him TikTok boy. It was a, it, it's it's funny and nasty and gross at the same time. Wow, yeah, that's a classy move. Yeah, that, those nine point <laughs> five points per game were good enough for wide receiver forty one this year. Yeah, overall, so not great. And then over in Green Bay, uh, Christian Watson and Alan Lazard basically ended up uh, the same. I mean, it, they kind of took turns being the wide receiver one there at different parts in the season. Uh, they had basically right around 10 points per game each. Watson, I think- Watson had, though, like when he was good, he was really good. And the thing is, what I find interesting is, to me, you were focused on the wide receivers. like, I, I, And I, I found that question interesting, but what I also found interesting is what would happen to the quarterbacks? Because one of the possibilities is that no, nobody emerges and then maybe these quarterback And Pat Mahomes has and had an MVP season. Right. And Aaron Rodgers did not. And maybe it's as simple as Travis Kelsey. I don't know. But, it, uh, um, I, you know, you, I think you see maybe the difference between um, probably uh, one, one, of, one of the NFL greats over the time, over history, and one of the greats right now. Yeah, that's um, probably true. So I don't know. I don't, maybe that's a way of explaining it because, you know, Aaron Rodgers has <clears throat> has done interesting things with with less than amazing wide receiver cast too. So there's a lot more going into it, but you know, yeah, I found that interesting as well. And I uh, wonder who his wide receivers will be next year. Aaron Rodgers, I'm talking about. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like in what city? Yeah, right. right. That's a, that's a, that's another question we can think about. Uh, so my next thing what I wanted to really think about was the Russell Wilson trade, which I thought was intriguing. They um, and re- and the question I had was how much regret will Seattle have? The answer is none. zero, zero <laughs> none. regret, none regret, none re- none regret. <laughs> how, how much more black can it be? None, none, none. more black. Uh, yeah, uh, Russell was uh, quarterback twenty uh, uh, points per game basis, uh, but his actual performance as an NFL player was worse. So as a fantasy football player, he was like not good. Uh, as an NFL quarterback, uh, he true passer rating of twenty six. EPA we've gone over EPA before, but expected points added of seventeen, so just really average. Um, he wasn't accurate deep. He wasn't accurate in the red zone. He wasn't accurate under pressure or with a clean pocket. Uh, he did okay versus zone. It was terrible. I think. I think maybe in the high 30s in terms of quarterback ranking versus man. So, I, you know, um, what do you, are you worried about him uh, long term, or you think he maybe can bounce back with the new head coach there? They got the guy from uh, they got Sean Payton. Sean Payton, right? So, like, you'd think that that would be possibly, but but I guess. Uh... Yeah, I'd, I don't know. I, I guess if I had to lay a bet today, I would lay a bet that he's not going to be special. He's not going to get the Russell Wilson of old back. That'd be my bet. Yeah, I if think any, that'd be my bet too. I think, any, I think it, it, I think I see him as you know fantasy quarterback two territory. Yeah, 
it, he might he might be able to rebound a bit and get up to you know QB ten or something like that. I mean, Denver I think took a good shot with Sean Payton. Like they've invested so much in Wilson and now invested a lot to get Sean Payton. Right. Um, and I think they had to given their situation, how much they've paid for for that quarterback. Uh, so I, I I think it was a good move by them, but um, I'm I'm doubtful that it's going to work out. Yeah, I think it can't be worse. Well, it could be worse, but I don't think it's going to be worse. Yeah. All right, my second storyline, what would it take for New England to fire Bill Belichick? And <laughs> I don't think we really saw th- – it was a, not a good season for the Patriots. They went 8-9 and nine this year, uh, so it wasn't a disaster. There still are no rumors of Belichick's demise, uh, and there will be actually an offensive mind coordinating this offense next year. Uh, they – they do not have Matt Patricia as the OC. I don't remember who they hired or if they have oh, yeah, hired somebody. Patricia was the defensive coordinator. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but so far, an 8-9 and nine record is not what it's going to take. No, I mean, you know, you're, he's a legend, right? So he's, you're, he's a legend, and and I just think he, he might be one of these guys that is, he's going to have to be bad for a long time. And I think he's old enough by the time he's bad for a long time. He'll just kind of ride off in the sunset. Yeah. I don't I don't think they're going to have to fire Bill Belichick. I think he will. If he has a couple seasons, he's got a couple six, seven win seasons in a row. I think he's just going to hang him up himself. I and it won't necessarily right. be his fault. I'm not saying he's terrible or anything like that. I'm just saying... I just think that's the way that he's, he's going to have a... He'll have a graceful exit, is my prediction. He outlasted Brady, though. But maybe we all expected that. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have to actually go and you know, run out in the field and, and like you know get tackled by three hundred pound guys. But Brady did go get his Super Bowl without Belichick. He so, did. Yeah. No, I think I think uh, I don't think anybody's going to question that guy. Um, you, you know, you can you can look at the the move and he goes to a team that has a bunch of young talent and cap space and and is the the final piece in the puzzle kind of a thing and. Lots of lots of guys who don't who who might want to chase rings will probably look at that and think, well, I could do that in the future with this other team, right? And uh, uh, so you know, they'll it'll be interesting to see how many quarterbacks try to replicate that kind of thing when you got it when you're on a team that is kind of bloated cap wise and you have the ability to jump ship. Uh, I think quarterbacks that want rings will probably do it. Uh, what else did I have here? I think uh, speaking of Tom Brady, that was my question: is, is um, was he, was it going to be like when he comes back without Gronk? And I was thinking that Gronk would come back. Gronk never came back. And the question I have was, uh, was Brady? Is it going to be like Favre three point two, which was uh, the version of Favre after the Vikings lost in the NFC Championship game? And he came back one extra year. Yeah, and to the the 2009 season, I believe it was. 2009 is when they almost went to the Super Bowl. 2010 is when he came back and he got hurt in that snow uh, snowy game after the dome, uh, dome deflated and whatnot. Um, you know, I, I do think that that's essentially the kind of season that Brady had. Everything was didn't fit together well on that team. Every I remember all of his receivers were hurt and or suspended. He didn't have the same mojo. I I don't know if it was the 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 split with his with his wife and all the other stuff that was going on. I I just it just seemed like a season that shouldn't have happened. Didn't 
you know, and it didn't tarnish his legend or anything like that. It yeah. was, um, I just, I had, I've heard that for years now that pressure up the middle is what gets to Brady and, and every other quarterback, but yeah, probably, <laughs> uh, but Tampa lost their, their center right. this year. So I, to me, it makes some sense, but you know he is also a so year older. He should, and, he should and come back. Much, Maybe no, he should well, come back. I was just gonna say, come on. time should come back. He's that much like like he looked like an old man moving around on the he's field still, to me. He this still year. had he still had arm strength though. Yes, true. He did still have that. So, but you know, it, it, there is a the ability to. He's never going to be a runner, but you, you do uh, you do want to be able to get away from people and not just be a sitting duck. And and I think that does. Especially with pressure coming up the middle. Especially with pressure coming yeah. up the middle, yeah. All right. You, you. All right, my third storyline. I was so excited to watch AFC West games this year mm. uh, because of the, the quarterbacks and the division. And that, boy, that just didn't didn't work out. Pat Mahomes was good. Mahomes looked great. But yeah. then you're looking at Herbert, who hurt all year, slid down to quarterback 11. Russ, as you mentioned earlier, was pretty terrible. And then Derek Carr. Uh, with Devonte Adams still somehow ended up as a quarterback seventeen on the year, so yeah. it was just far less exciting than I I was expecting in that division. Yeah, I it was, it, I mean, but you know, it's the NFL can't predict everything. Right, if you could this game would have no point to it, right? That's right. Uh, this my, fantasy would be far less fun if you could perfectly predict everything. Right. I thought. Speaking of predictions, I thought Buffalo would be unstoppable this year. Uh, uh, they weren't. Nice. They were stoppable, and they got stopped um, <laughs> repeatedly, uh, and in big games. And and you know, uh, the Vikings game was a classic example. There's no way they should have lost that game, which is also true of a lot of other teams that lost to the Vikings. Um, but you know, it wasn't that wasn't it. You know, there it just it, I don't know what it takes to get this team over the edge, over the hump. Um, they, uh, they, on paper, they, I feel like they should be best team in the league, but they are never the best team in the league. Yeah. I'm kind of, that's a good point. As you said that, um, it's like, what would put them over the hump? Maybe, maybe cook is, is the guy that'll, I mean, Singletary has been good. The funny thing is, is that I'm hearing all sorts of buzz about, about, Oh, what if they draft a running back in the first round and go get like Gibbs or you know Bijan or something like that? And then like, everybody's trying to find that that what's that last piece, and like you know that's or another big name wide receiver. I mean, if you keep on hearing these things, and like it's a little bit like you know uh, uh, the Golden State Warriors like lose in the final, and everybody's trying to figure out like who they're going to add to this team that was. I mean, it's a couple years old, but this team that was like stacked, right? And you're like. I mean, they should be able to win, right? And I feel like, uh, you know, like that's that kind of thing happens when when teams are kind of overhyped, or or maybe the pieces aren't fitting together exactly right. People keep on wanting to add this extra thing. It's oh, they just need this one extra thing. Eh, I don't know if they need the extra thing. I think sometimes they just need to dig deep and figure out how to close out some of these games. All right, my last storyline was to take a look at these second-year quarterbacks and are any any good, especially I was watching Trey Lance uh, in San Francisco. We still <laughs> question, Trey Lance over Jimmy G, right? And the answer is... <laughs> Neither. Brock Purdy. Right. Um, so, yeah, we still don't know about Lance. Uh, Zach Wilson 
it oh. looks looks like Woof. the Jets. Yeah, the Jets are done with him. Mac Jones was quarterback twenty seven overall. Uh, Which like we didn't love Mac Jones at any stage. Yeah, Justin Fields. Yeah, though. we didn't. Justin Fields. I he was kind of depending on your for a scoring system that emphasizes Russian quarterbacks. He was my quarterback one. Yeah, you like. I'm not going to mention if, if for ones that emphasize passing, who my number one was, but. <laughs> But yeah, you, let's you just like, say that quarterback likes older women. <laughs> uh, you liked Fields. I got to give you props for that. Uh, and Trevor Lawrence, quarterback thirteen in points per game, quarterback seven overall. So he he took a nice step this season. Really nice step, and yeah. and and maybe uh, made a lot of people uh, realize exactly how bad that coaching situation must have been his rookie year because he went from being absolute garbage. To being, you know, gold, right? You, you know, to taking the team to the playoffs. It wasn't the toughest division or any of this other stuff, but it doesn't matter. He got to the playoffs, and and uh, I don't think any of the other quarterbacks led anybody to the playoffs, right? And maybe that shows you how good of a coach. Uh, what's, what's the guy's name in Jacksonville? Pet uh, Peterson. Oh, oh, yeah, Doug. Doug, Doug Peterson from Doug Peterson. Yeah. yeah, like. Well, I mean, he took the Eagles to the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Basically, right? Yeah, that's so, that's so a good coach. He's a good coach. He didn't. I, I got a, a buddy of mine that's a, a, a Philly fan, and and he he loves the Jaguars simply because he just feels that Philly did Peterson wrong, okay. and so he he's he's rooting for Jacksonville. I can see for that, that reason. I can see there's some players on Jacksonville that I like. I can see kind of rooting for them going forward for a few years. I still like the Steelers a little bit just simply because the coach was here and we should have offered him a job and we didn't. And That's true. All right, should we get on to our predictions that we made at the beginning of the season and see how they turned out? Yeah. All right. So. We first predicted the rookie quarterback won. My Which seemed like a layup at the time. Seemed like it. We both picked Kenny Pickett. He sounded like he was the one quarterback, rookie quarterback, that was going to be starting a bunch this year. Well, ended up not being the rookie quarterback one. Uh, I think Brock Purdy was. I mean, he went from being Mr. Irrelevant to the doorstep of the Super Bowl. Uh, so I, f- I feel like it's hard to argue that one. So, yeah. he during, So once he started... Um, I mean, because if you just look at the numbers between Purdy and Pickett, they're almost identical if you just look at the points per game and whatnot. But you really got to kind of whittle it down to when they actually were playing and starting and whatnot um, and playing whole games. And Purdy was quite a bit better. Um, He was down the stretch. He was quarterback nine as a fantasy football quarterback. That's pretty good. Um, Pickett, not. I mean, he was a... Zach Wilson territory level mm. quarterback in terms of points. Um, but if you're going purely on points per game, sample size of one, <laughs> I think it might might be Sam Howell. Oh. Sam Howell played one game and did better in that game than Brock Purdy did fantasy football wise. And if I'm going, if I'm thinking of what quarterback I want the next year, it's not Purdy. Because Purdy's probably going to be hurt for a lot of it. Um, Maybe it sounds like he's not getting that Tommy John surgery, right? But they're still projecting him coming back in like August or September, kind of a thing, right? And, and so he may not have a starting job. And from what I hear, Washington, we'll see what happens after the draft. But 
Washington is giving serious thought to having Sam Howell be their their guy. Yep. And you That's know, the news. I, I like Sam Howell a lot. He was my second ranked quarterback, fantasy football wise, and I really wanted to have him be number one. But it's hard to take a fifth round pick and have him say he's your number one guy. Yeah, but, but well, I like that. That's that's uh, maybe I know this music to your ears. It is. I picked him up for minimum salary. I was waiting all season. year long. I couldn't free up a spot in my developmental squad because I drafted so many stars. Right, right. <laughs> well, we can always talk trade, Sean. It's true, we can. <laughs> I like that nugget, though. If anybody's looking for uh, you know minimum salary pickup, you might still be able to get him in this off season. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. I don't know. Not, probably not minimum salary, but you know, he's still. It's still before the draft. I mean, he played one game. He played one game and before up. the draft. He he's better. You know, I looked. I've looked at that game and what he did in that game and the reads he was making and the throws he was making, and he had an, a nice game and it could have been a lot nicer. He had some drops by uh, by Dotson and McLaurin um, that they probably were just surprised that you know someone threw the ball <laughs> sixty yards in the air and hit me in the hands like that. That didn't hasn't know, happened. Didn't know what to do. That with hasn't that. happened. No quarterback in Washington, by the way, has thrown a sixty air yards pass, I believe since they started tracking air yards in 2006, except for Sam Howell. If you're right about that, Sean, just amazing. I don't know where you're pulling that out of, but... I got my sources. Um, that's amazing uh, retention of information. All right, breakout quarterback on the year. Uh, I predicted... Was, <laughs> I don't even want to say it. Oh, my gosh. I predicted it was Davis Mills. He had such a nice season in 2021. You know, uh, this, that's the whole thing. This is not the reckoning, but, you know, right. there's a mini reckoning here. Uh, yes, I feel dumb saying that now, but at the time. I didn't think it was a crazy take, by the way. Like, you, he's a guy who had a chance, and, you know. Yeah. Uh, do you want and your guy was? Trey Lance. Trey Lance preseason, which also is not a cra- crazy uh, pick. Just didn't get his shot. So I think Justin Fields was the breakout quarterback this year. He ended up as the quarterback five, both in points per game and overall. Um, and he was a quarterback 39 in points per game in 2021. Although he had a whole bunch of games where he was like coming in and like running three plays. So he was, so that was a little deceiving. If I remember sure. rightly, it, he didn't, his numbers were better actually if you looked at his points for a start. But if you recall, he wasn't really running, and that was the huge difference here. That was a hard part. Uh, it, it's hard to kind of choose Fields or Trevor Lawrence, who also, I think, had a breakout he year. He did, yeah. 1,100 yards rushing makes a big difference, though, in fantasy football. Um, I thought Hurts also, you could make an argument for Hurts. Absolutely. Hurts, uh, but Hurts was... was I think I, mean, I think he broke out the year before. I was going to say he was pretty high up there in 2021 as well. Um, and also, I'll point out that still we are still no Bears quarterback has thrown for 4,000 yards with 30 touchdowns, and Fields barely got halfway there this year. So most of his production is <laughs> on the ground. It's such an amazing fact, too. <laughs> All right, the next category: the quarterback one. I predicted Jalen Hurts, and I uh, surprisingly Ooh. I stuck with it. Uh, I, I, I know he didn't finish as the quarterback one overall, but he did finish as the quarterback one in points per game. Um, go. and it's, you know, there was kind of that cluster of three quarterbacks. I think you I mentioned said, I, this. I, and I picked Josh Allen and basically Allen hurts and Mahomes basically finished in, in more or less a dead heat, depending on your scoring system. Yeah. It, one, either any one of them could be at the top. There's a big 
gap between those three and the rest. So I, I think we can call. We, I think we can both say we we got this one right. I think we could. I I went with Hertz because he was, probably would be the less expensive guy. Yep. If, if you can say that in a salary cap league, Ty, tiebreaker goes I mean, to the the cheapest guy. I think right. Yeah. Mahomes would be the most expensive. But after last year, depending, you know, I mean, I, I traded Josh Allen, maybe maybe a mistake, but I traded Josh Allen and I got a lot in return for it. Right. Uh, in a one QB league, um, you know, uh, I wouldn't have gotten nearly as much if I had traded Jalen Hurts. True, true. So, uh, And I also picked Hurts in the preseason, so I wanted to stick with him. There you go. <laughs> All right, next one, the rookie, uh, rookie running back one. We both went with Damian Pierce preseason. Uh, for me, I landed on Brees Hall. I know his season was cut short, but before he got hurt, he was the running back five. Ended that uh, running back five in points per game this season. Um, and I, I think the other clear candidate for this award is Ken Walker. You're not going to have to fight here. Well, it's fine, but I'm just going to say Walker was the running back 18 in points per game. Well, uh, so I think I think yeah. Hall deserves the award. So that's. I'll tell you why you're nuts. Uh, so Hall averaged a few more points per game. Actually, not as much as you think, because I think you were looking up in full point PPR, and we always do things here in half point PPR. If I, half point if PPR, I did, it was a mistake. But Yep. Uh, half point PPR, Walker was running back 14. Um, also got to keep in mind, Brees Hall basically had three real games uh, as the starter, and he had in the, of those three games, he did have one ridiculous game with like almost 200 yards rushing and another 100 yards receiving but you can have a blow-up game like that and it will way skew your averages if you're really only playing three games um uh once kenny walker was elevated to the starting running back role he was rb7 which is exactly what Brees hall did overall in under that same scoring system in a much smaller fraction of games. So for me, I just think it's a, it, like Ken Walker for sure. Um, Damian Pierce, um, we talked about him, actually finished uh, tied for RB2 in points um, with uh, um, Tyler Algier, surprisingly. Mm. He had a nice end of the season. Um, Brees Hall was rookie, rookie in total points. That's, that's, that does matter. Rookie RB seven, so behind Pacheco. Oh, got you. Behind White, behind Robinson. But that's overall with the with his injury. Yeah, yeah. But that that I'm not saying I, I'm not saying you need to say I'd rather have Walker than Brees Hall in the future. I think the position I'd rather have Brees Hall is absolutely defensible. Yeah. I'm just saying a guy who basically plays three games can't be <laughs> and finishes RB seven can't be the rookie RB one. I um I've seen both these guys top each other in lists so i don't think you're crazy i think i think if you have either one of these players you should be pretty excited actually some of those other guys we mentioned before i i think people are down on pierce because he faded i don't know he's on a terrible team i'm not so sure tyler algier nobody was excited about him except me well i tried to trade him to you he wouldn't take him but uh he came on real strong so pacheco uh had uh, looked good in the super bowl i mean like there's reasons why these players are, are are nice players to have, but the the top two for sure are going to be are going to be Hall and Walker for yeah. the near future. Yep, breakout running back. I predicted Travis Etienne. I predicted AJ Dillon. 
uh, Etienne, he did have some uh, some flashes this oh, season. Yeah. He he's a, looks like a good running back. Yep. He's one of those guys that's tough to watch because he'll kind of, you know, he'll break off a 20-yard run. Because in Jacksonville and nobody, you can't get Jacksonville games on any TV anywhere. <laughs> Well, even is, in Jacksonville, it's probably not sold out. There is that, but uh, <laughs> he also has these runs, you know, the one yard run and two yard run, and then he'll break off this long right. one. So it's kind of hard to. I, I'm glad I can't watch him much. <laughs> I think some of those guys like that are like that. You remember, like Jonathan Taylor was. A little, I mean, I'm not trying to, but the, he was a little bit like that in the beginning part of his rookie year too, where it's like you just he you just needed to kind of like figure a few things out, and then and then suddenly he was able to turn those two yard runs into four and five yard runs and then still have the explosive plays. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, 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 I still like the ETM pick. Yeah. Uh, however, that was my preseason pick. I ended up going with Tony Pollard as the breakout running back. He had finished the season as a running back eight in points per game. Uh, kind of, I mean, I know Pollard was a name that people knew, but I don't think anybody was expecting a running back eight. No, finish, he was so. like, an, he was like a, a nice little bonus piece, right? right? But like, yeah. I went with Ramondre Stevenson, actually, um, because he basically was the kind of person that you would have just as like a, a depth player. Honestly, a little bit like Tony Pollard, but but you saw fewer flashes. And on a team that didn't traditionally just let one running back dominate the carries and he finished RB 11 um, on a really mediocre offensive team. I mean, Pollard played on a good uh, solid Cowboys offensive team. I think that that's pretty impressive. I also think maybe another, I don't know if he would really qualify as a breakout player, but Josh Jacobs becoming, I don't think anybody saw him becoming the RB three. I did not. And so I did pick him as a, pushing your chips in player yeah but he exceeded even my expectation yeah it, it was uh so I, I think i i just don't think it's fair to call him a breakout player since i think he's been a decent running back for years but yeah but um so i i, I like the pollard pick as well i just for me stevenson's a player that i think is uh, a little less sexy, so I thought the guy's a little less sexy sure here's my question i've seen stevenson going as as if he was going to be running back 11, just like mm-hmm. people are excited, kind of that low end running back one. And I, I, uh, the yeah, I was, I mean, that's my problem. I, I'm like, I can't, I just don't trust it bec- right. because of what's happened in new England before, even though I do like Stevenson as a runner, I think, well, I, and as a player, yeah, I say, I just, cause he's good. good I just think it's, it's not a track record of somebody, I think the last running back that's consistently been kind of at the top of the list was probably Corey Dillon in, 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 with the Patriots, at least. And and that's going back a long time. A lot of people who are listening to this podcast weren't really even – they weren't alive probably with Corey Dillon or, you know what I mean? They're, they're, maybe, they're not paying attention. They're not paying attention to football. They're paying attention to, you know, My Little Ponies or something like that. The uh, – <laughs> Uh, Pollard, though, I mean, the, there's questions about Pollard. Like, is it what's going to happen with Zeke in Dallas? There's there's financial issue questions there. Pollard's a free agent, I think. So there's we don't know for sure what's going to stick with him either, right? I mean, like that's the, the miracle of the season. I'm sure we'll talk about these guys over the summer, but um, you know, I don't know 
I really honestly, maybe I'm discounting Pollard too much, but if he were to be on a different team in a different offense, I don't know how translatable his skills would be. Uh, I don't know how I don't know how universal they are. That he it, it, he would be a guy that I would worry that might go to another team and then suddenly not be able to to replicate the success he's had there. I don't know. I don't really. It's a gut feeling for me. Could be wrong. Yeah. I I first I kind of have that gut feeling too, but I I don't know why. I mean, I guess that's why it's a gut feeling. Yeah. All right, on to the running back one. I predicted it would be a CMC preseason. I predicted Jonathan Taylor, and I think we both ended up landing on Austin Eckler as the running back one. He was the running back one in points per game and overall this season, and that's with a healthy Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he was a point who got traded though. So he 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 started out, yes. You know, so McCaffrey, although that probably helped him, but <laughs> but uh, it, it probably did. Uh, Eckler was a point per game better than McCaffrey and Jacobs this season. So you know, yeah, pretty pretty solid pretty difference. Solid, it's yeah. hard to, to. That's why we both picked him. I will say though, you did pick the number two guy, Taylor. Taylor, not so much. Jonathan Taylor did not finish. It wasn't like you got like, you know, oh, sure. win, play, show. You got at least got a place. I got nothing, <laughs> nothing. on Taylor. The rookie wide receiver won. I picked Chris Olave preseason. I stuck with him uh, after the season here. I know Garrett Wilson um, would make that list for most people. But Olave had only 10 fewer receptions and 60 fewer yards, the same number of touchdowns as Wilson uh, but he played two games less. So Olave, I feel like Olave played two games less. Olave played two games. I, well, I, mean, I should maybe I double check that. Yeah. But I, uh, I think, yeah, I think Wilson played. What do you want to give your? Art? I'll talk. I'll talk. And I'll, you I'll look it Googling. up. I'm just reading your notes, and they don't. They don't exactly make sense to me. Um, they don't make sense well, it's just to like me either. <laughs> That's why I'm like. So I, I, I chose George this. Pickens preseason, and I don't hate that pick, but my answer is Garrett Wilson. Um, and and it's a little painful to me because you know I picked I picked Pickens ahead of Wilson, which which was uh, only because of our scoring system being um, non PPR. Right, and so for me, if it was a if I was in a PPR thing, I would have taken uh, Wilson, um, and also it's, it still would have been tough because I I just like George Pickens, uh, but you know Wilson's never going to have like I feel like Pickens is a guy who might just run his mouth out of the NFL. You never know. Um, I think both Olave and Pickens are really nice players who who will pan out long term. If rookie wide receiver was determined by Best catches, well, it's George Pickens. Pickens. Yeah, or fastest start, and it's Chris Olave. Um, but I think Wilson was superb, and I think you could see it. I think I'm looking at this also just in terms of I think he's going to be a high-volume player for a long time. He did that stuff with absolutely mediocre to garbage quarterbacking yeah. in New York. Well, who's the rookie wide receiver I'd want? I'd want Garrett Wilson yeah. over Olave for sure. I did have it right, Sean. Okay. That Olave played uh, two fewer games fewer than games. Wilson. Okay. I don't know why coming at it from that angle, I feel like I'm just 
it was backwards. Like I wanted, I I should have said Garrett Wilson had ten more receptions. This reminds me of sixty when, more when, yards. This reminds but me he, when you were talking about quarterbacks last week, and you, know, you, right. had, you, you somehow the way you expressed it didn't fit with my brain. Uh, and even yeah. though I think what you're saying was correct. Yeah. So let me let me just say it better. Garrett Wilson had ten more receptions and sixty more yards than Alave, but it took him two more games to do it. Yeah. So yeah, that's I mean, why I, I went think, with Alave. I think, I think that's I think that's a fair fair call i i uh um yeah all right all right Move breakout on. wide receiver i wanted to go with Devonte smith i did in the preseason and i and i do feel like he had a breakout season uh but i landed on cd lamb as truly breaking out uh Devonte smith was was truly outstanding in the last third of the season but this was lamb's coming out party i would say he was wide receiver six overall wide receiver nine in points per game uh, Devontae Smith was a little further down the list, and so I think CD probably is is going to be the bigger name consistently so going forward. Yeah, preseason I went with Ayuk again because I had gone with Ayuk the previous season, and I'm going to go with Ayuk again. You're you're sticking with it yeah. as the breakout wide receiver. Well, so uh, so he finished wide receiver 15, which is kind of surprising. I'm not saying he's the best. If you if I could. I have him. If I could trade him for CD Lamb, I'd do it every day and twice on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like people were down on Ayuk after last year, and so I feel like he did more to kind of like CD Lamb was always hyped. So I kind of feel like who's the guy that basically did something that that made people pay attention to him again? He was hyped, but he hasn't been doing it. Like this was the year he actually. I did agree, it. but for me, I just I. I think he did go from being kind of hype to performance. I, I'm not knocking your pick. Although here's what I would say: if I were you, I would have, I would just would have rolled with Devontae Smith because you predicted it. I probably should have. And, 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 and because I think it's a close call and a defensible call. But you can defend Devontae Smith as, as a choice. He looks great. I, I've uh, other guys that, by the way, I thought uh, were, were guys that you could have claimed. I think I think Christian Kirk. Even though True. I don't like Christian Kirk, but you know, and I'm on Ross St. Brown. I'll come back to him later, but um, I think that he's a guy that um, maybe broke out, but you could also say maybe he already had already done that. But but to me that that's that to me is uh, those are the, those are the guys that I thought, and, I, and I'm just look. If I hadn't chosen Brandon Ayuk, I wouldn't be choosing Brandon Ayuk now. <laughs> but uh, Ty goes the runner, sure. All right. For the wide receiver one, I predicted Cooper Cup preseason. Uh, I I switched it to Justin Jefferson as being the wide receiver one. Really? Justin Jefferson? Well, but I do want to say yeah. Cup was better than Jefferson by uh, a point and a half per game while he was healthy. I, literally, you're stealing my, my notes. He was, Cooper Cup was wide receiver one on a points per game basis. Yeah. I wrote my notes first, by the way. Uh, did you? I did. I blacked him out. Remember? Did, you did. Did you? And you didn't. Uh, you didn't modify it after I wrote mine. No. Okay. You can look back. You and I wrote. History. Then great minds think alike. Yes. Uh, Justin Jefferson was who I picked, and why would I choose something different? Because he had the most points. Yep. And the best dances. Nice and, call. He does it. Everybody's doing his the team. Uh, his team. Uh, you know everybody's what? Everybody's doing the gritty. I'm so tired of the gritty. Are you? I want to yes. learn how to do it. 
I will just tell you, Tim. Can somebody TikTok me a, a lesson on how to do the gritty? Don't. Can somebody TikTok <laughs> me? Oh, my God. Uh, what is it called on TikTok? Do you, do you talk somebody? Do you, do you tick somebody? I, uh, I'm not the, I am not on that. If you I'm can't tell. I'm slowly walking away from the you, microphone. Are you on TikTok? I have a, an account on TikTok, yeah. Okay. I have an account everywhere. What's it called? Is it, you know, you don't, you don't Twitter somebody. You tweet them. What is it on TikTok? Uh, what do you do on uh, Snapchat? You snap you, them. You snap them. Right. What do you do on Instagram? You you Insta them. Okay. I hate that, by the way. What do you do on Facebook? You you friend. I don't know. I post. What do you do on Facebook? I don't know. I don't what do know. you do on TikTok? Tick. You tick them. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Um, Did you? The funny you thing is, I I'm older than you. Right, just by but I'm just—I can just hear, I can hear my kids cringing right now. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, uh, I'm just t- I'm, like you know, as hockey players are doing it on the ice. Like it's just you know, I kind of feel like it should just be his thing, and no one, no one should be stealing it. That's yeah, all. I, I can see that argument. All right, rookie tight end number one. We both thought it would be Isaiah Likely. That's interesting because yeah. he was not even starting, but yeah. Yeah, I but he had uh he was looking so good, I think is the was the reason. Yeah. And uh we thought he'd have opportunity there, which didn't really pan out. I went with Greg Dulcich. Uh he basically ended up tied for a rookie tight end one with Kate Otten and Chigo Conquo. Uh but he got his numbers in ten games. It took uh fifteen and sixteen games respectively for the other guys to get there. So uh, he was the most productive rookie tight end. So I'm, I went with Dulcich as well. I, uh, here's the thing. Um, so points per game is one way of measuring it, but points per start is another. So, and 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 just just so you know, is uh, Chig had the most total points. Uh, Dulcich has kind of a clear path to stardom, um, but likely. Uh, Actually, had more fantasy points than Dulcich or Otten, and only a few less than Chig uh, uh, Okonkwo, but only got two starts compared to six, eight, and eleven for those other guys. So, on a points per start basis, Isaiah likely was the best tight end. Hmm. And do you think going forward? That's the problem. You got a guy named Mark Andrews there, so right. <laughs> that's the problem. All right, breakout tight end. I I thought Cole Komet would be the guy. Um, Turns out, I'm going to go with Evan Ingram. Hmm. He already had a tight end five finish right. his rookie season. But then he just... <laughs> is it like is it like getting your virginity back? And I then... think so. It's <laughs> like that bad in between? He went from five his rookie season down to 12, and then 18, and then 16, and then 23. And boom, 2022, he's back up to tight end five. Uh, so... Comeback player of the year nominee? Maybe that's the better award for him, but he had uh, he had ninety eight targets this year, uh, seven hundred eighty total yards, four touchdowns. It was good for a tight end five overall finish. So nice. Well, I went with the tight end two overall, uh, which is exactly the same guy that I said it would be, which is T.J. Hawkinson. So uh, you you're nailing things. Um, you could say that. Nailing I mean, some predictions. Of some, yeah, of some of them. I've been pretty far off on some of them, but yeah. But Hawkinson was a guy that I thought would have a breakout year. I don't know. I mean, he had a couple of big games, but then like down the stretch, he was very important for Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. So I think that uh, 
Uh, I like where he's going from here. Me too. I'm excited for him going forward. All right. And then the tight end one. <laughs> Do we... <laughs> We don't really have to. Do. We we did predict Travis Kelsey. Yeah, preseason. Hey, we were both right. of us, and we were right. So, <laughs> should we move on? I think the question is, what's it going to take for us to to pick someone other than Kelsey next year? Like, what news would have to happen? Is it Kelsey's retirement? I was going to say, I think it probably would be that. <laughs> Way better than everybody else. All right, into the NFL section. This is real life now. These these are the awards the NFL gave out. Uh, at least the one, re- fantasy relevant ones. The NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year went to Garrett Wilson. I had predicted Alave. I had p- predicted Pickens. Um, and I'm going to pick a bone here with the NFL. Okay. I, it's a small bone because I do like Garrett Wilson. But I, I really honestly think Kenny Walker had more yards, more touchdowns than Wilson in less time as a starter. Uh, he got more first downs. He got more than twice the touchdowns. I think uh, people give Wilson the nod because he did it with essentially zero quarterbacking. But he also had almost no target competition. He had 147 targets. Uh, Second on the team was 87 targets. It was Conklin. Um, Basically, uh, Elijah Moore, Davis, uh, Berrios combined for basically the same number of targets that Garrett Wilson had. Maybe you earn those targets, so I'm not trying to discount it too much. But to me, I just it feels very much like the discounting of the running back position um, has extended to this award. Just because I feel like I think I, the the numbers in terms of yeah, how many yards did you get? How many touchdowns did you get? How many first downs did you get? All that stuff uh, goes to Kenny Walker. But I, you might nope. have a point there. Yeah, that's just that's just my. My beef, uh, I love Garrett Wilson as a player, though. So, The NFL Offensive Player of the Year went to Justin Jefferson. Uh, and this, I predicted Josh Allen preseason. I predicted Justin Jefferson. Nice job, Sean. Um, I think is this word rarely goes to somebody outside of a quarterback. Am I, do I have that right? Uh, no? You have that wrong. Okay. That's the reason why I picked Justin Jefferson okay. for that award, actually, is because I feel like the MVP always goes to a quarterback, and then the Offensive Player of the Year always goes to a receiver running back. Ah, okay. All right. That's why if you go back, you run the tape, you'll hear me. I make that same point. Okay. When, so. I had it backwards again. Yeah, I know. I'm just reading everything backwards today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. NFL MVP. I thought it'd be Aaron Rodgers. I know. That was that was a big mess. I, you know, Tim, I'm proud of you. Because what? you you sat there, you you see it, right? And you said those words right now yeah, into the microphone. I you did. owned it. I owned it. And it takes you have to have a certain amount of like integrity to say that and I applaud you. Thank you. I mean you you said AJ Dillon earlier too for breakout running back. <sighs> I don't remember that. See, I don't have any integrity at all. I predicted Josh Allen. The and, answer was yeah. Go ahead, Pat Mahomes. Like, yep. People, people probably know by now. But yep. uh, NFL Comeback Player of the Year. I thought Brian Robinson had a shot. Uh, not, no pun intended. Um, wow. I know it honestly was not intended. I thought he he could possibly qualify for this award after yeah. getting shot in the off season in the leg. I thought that, that was, that's and, a good call. He did come back. Um, yep. He averaged like 3.9 yards per carry. Not great. Yeah. But you know, he came back from getting shot. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. 
I, I predicted Saquon Barkley, and Saquon Barkley had a great year. He did. And yeah. I, they gave it to somebody else, some guy named Gino in Seattle. Who, yeah. Had who, his best year by far of by his far. career, and it's hard to argue with that yeah. one. Yep. Although comeback implies that he was here to begin with. See, that's the thing. is That's like a breakout player, right? If I think about comeback player, I think you have to be good to hmm. begin with. So hmm. I'm with, I they got this one wrong, too. It should have been Saquon. You sh- you need to write a strongly worded email to the I, NFL. Strongly offices. worded email, also. By the way, and also, my, I said I wanted it to be Cam Akers, and Cam Akers was pretty amazing down the stretch. He was pretty good so late we'll, in the season. I'll, I'll right? mention that late, but later on. But but yeah, and so I don't think we made terrible choices. No, I agree. Well, although if you if your uh, if your argument is you have to come come back, like you have to be good at some point. Brian Robinson wasn't a good. He was good in college. Okay. And, and I think he literally came back from being shot. Right. All right. And then in the Super Bowl, uh, I predicted the Bills would defeat the Packers. Like, now they're just. Mm, I don't. One of those teams made that. the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. I, I picked the Bills over the Vikings, which. Uh, but it was really kind of like a, 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 a funny thing. Yeah, right. Uh, I really wanted a situation that I'm still hoping that the next time the Bills and the Vikings or one of them is in the Super Bowl, it's against each other. Right. Because uh, they've both just lost. Because there can only be one. Right. Lost um, all their Super Bowl but chances. But my serious choice was Bills over Niners. And, you know, but for a couple little things, including like yeah. maybe like the Niners having a quarterback. I mean, that could have happened. Yeah. No, you, your prediction was a lot closer. Uh, you Did you lay any money? I, no, I'm not, I'm not better. I don't bet. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm the worst like advertiser for gambling and fantasy sports because I Cause gamble no money. I don't either. Even in fantasy, we don't pay for our leagues. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, that only works, by the way, if you're playing in a league where people are like super hardcore. Because if you naturally, you know, your rivalries are such, and that works. If you're not. It doesn't really work, and people just don't care, and they don't. You have to be in a league where you you're playing with with friends, and right. that fortunately, we're our leagues are against people that we really want to uh, defeat. That's right. All right, now on to the Steel Awards for 2022. Our first... I just realized you and I didn't actually see if we agreed on these things. So how do we give an award if we? You know, we are we going to fight it out on the air? We might have to. <laughs> we might have to. All right. Our, we have nominees, I guess, is okay. all we have right now. Right. The first one is the Fantasy Steal of the Year, and the definition of that was is a great long-term player that could have been had for a relatively low cost. So it's somebody you picked up pretty cheap this year that uh, probably is going to be good going forward. I went with the aforementioned uh, Tony Pollard as the winner of this. I thought Zamir White might be the guy preseason, but yeah, third round draft pick kind of a guy. Yeah, yeah. But I thought uh, I thought Tony Pollard had that season where he's going to be good going forward. And I went with Isaiah Likely, and he may be a steal. We don't know yet. That's for preseason. That's for preseason. I'm giving it to Josh Jacobs. So the guy that actually had the great season uh, in Las Vegas, simply because. He was acquirable for almost nothing. I gave up almost nothing yeah. for him in this offseason because nobody wanted him, and he finished as RB3. Although I think the Tony Pollard pick is a, is a great pick. So if we had to fight it out, I'm probably going to go with Pollard. Probably Also because Pollard probably in most leagues is going to have a cheaper salary. And, yeah. and even though I expect Jacobs to get a bag this offseason, 
uh, Pollard might too. So, um, you know, going forward, who would I rather have? I'd rather have Josh Jacobs. But who is a better steal? Factoring in salary, it's probably Tony Pollard. So we've just broke a tie. All right, nice. Uh, fantasy Band-Aid of the Year, the Steel Fantasy Band-Aid. This is a very productive short-term player <laughs> that you got really cheap. I predict it would be... <laughs> and we're just looking for... like These are tend to be kind of like mediocre players that you just can kind of slap on there and they can do something for you. Yeah. So I, should we even say our preseason yeah, I want Julio Jones. Robert Woods. Yeah, it's Woods. fine. Those are fine Band-Aid choices, but that's not the winner. We both agreed on this one. Yeah, we don't have to fight this one out. Jamal Williams is our winner of this award. Uh, mentioned he finished as the running back eight, had 1,100 total yards and 17 touchdowns. Yeah, that's a oh. great Band-Aid. Now, we'll say the only problem with him being a Band-Aid is like now he, he might be more than a Band-Aid, right? But still, like if you're going to slap a Jamal Williams on there, you could get for nothing thinking he's going to be able to put something together and you end up getting something more long-term out of it, great. Yep. Coaches love him, and he keeps on producing, and it's probably going to continue. Yep. All right, the Steel Fantasy Breakout Player. This is a non-elite player in 2022. Well, I should say going into 2022, who will now be among the elite players in 2023. I thought Kadarius Tony might be this guy. I basically thought it was going to be Brandon Ayuk. I think I gave some wordage to Gabe Davis, but yeah. I think I really was kind of continuing with the Brandon Ayuk theme. Who, who is, who's your nominee? Well, I'm, I would argue for Jalen Waddell. Uh, he finished with 1,400 total yards, eight touchdowns. He was the wide receiver, seven overall. I think he finished around mid-wide mid receiver two last year, somewhere in that area. Um, and But the reason I really like him, he was he was good last year, and he was even better this year, but he did it differently. Like He ended up uh, in yards per catch. It was like over twice as much this season as last year, if, if I remember right. This is mm -hmm. off the top of my head. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, and some of it is just the addition of Tyreek. Sure. Uh, yeah. But he was he, – I think he proved it doesn't matter what kind of offense they're going to try to run, how they're going to use him. He's just a really good player. So I have – I like I love Jalen Waddle. I think I want to say he was my – like last year, I think he was maybe my like third-ranked rookie. Yeah, you, you were really I, high I was on super him. high on him, mm -hmm. and I still am really high on him. And, and there's no reason why. It, you know, I it, it, I chose another player that actually was kind of similar because I actually had a pretty decent rookie year. Um, and I chose Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, you know, after his rookie year, I kind of thought, well, it could be he could be a fluke, right? Mm -hmm. They got Jameson Williams coming in there, mm -hmm. and 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 whatnot yeah i think he established that he is going to be a, a ppr especially dynamo for a long time i think he's going to just be real consistent a consistent fantasy football producer um and and so i had to give it to him i don't i i like waddle i don't know how uh, how you feel about him on ross st brown well, I, I still have reservations about him because in his rookie season, he was doing it. He was like the only receiver on the right. field for Detroit for a bunch of that. Um, I think he ended up being the wide receiver two over the end of that it season. It's still kind of true this year. I mean, they got rid of Hawkinson. Right. And they've got all those no-name tight ends there that, that, that they managed to incorporate. But Jamison Williams didn't come back till late. I think he right. only had one catch on the whole year. That's crazy. So, 
But so I, maybe you're right. Maybe he hasn't proven it yet. Yeah, I just I am still. I just I, I went. I was so down on him as a rookie, and he's just. I just I'm all in on Amon Ross St. Brown. Okay. And, I, and but I still have I will, a little hesitation. Then I think we the tie has to go to you. I think we have to give the award to Jalen Waddle because we both love Jalen Waddle. Okay. All right, the fantasy MVP, Steel fantasy MVP. This is a player who dominates fantasy scoring. I went with Cooper Cup, and it could have been. I went with Josh Allen, is and, and uh, he was pretty good. This, these are our predictions. Yeah, by the predictions. Way. I think I think the problem with Josh Allen is two other guys basically did what he did. So how can you say he's the fantasy MVP? So yeah, who'd th- you go with? Well, for postseason, I went with Austin Eckler. He had 20 points per game over 16 games, just a dominant fantasy score. Um, did he miss a game? Uh, or is that, did you just type in 16 because you're used to 16? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't put it past me. I'll double check okay, while you I'll, give your guy. Um, so I love Austin Eckler. He, he was significantly better than, than the next guy. I went with Travis Kelsey because he scored – over 100 more points in PPR and just under 100 more points in like half point uh, than the number two tight end. That is at the tight end position where scoring is a bit more of a premium. That is that is um, ridiculous. Yeah. And, and I just had to go fantasy MVP. If you have Travis Kelsey on your team, you were a contender, period. Yes. Um, and you're right. I did it out of habit. Eckler was healthy all season, played in 17 That's games. even more impressive. He averaged 20 points per game over even one more game. Sure. Um, I'm going to defer to you on this one. I think Kelsey is is the answer. Okay. He was such a difference maker at, at a position that's so thin. Yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, only because the drop-off is so severe at tight end. Right. Whereas some of those other running backs that Josh Jacobs, right, like for sure Eckler is better than Jacobs, but like, you know. Yeah. You're doing, you're doing just fine with, with Jacobs. So yep. I think, uh, so our together yep. joint is uh, Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey is okay. the winner, yeah. On to all the illustrious, I feel like we should save the Devontae Parker Award. Even though it's next in the doc, should we give that out last? Uh, sure. Or second to last, because I think our, our insane prediction. Okay, so on to the David Montgomery Award. Yeah, David right. Montgomery Award. This is a player that finished really strong after a mediocre start. Uh, I thought it might be Brian Robinson, he, and I thought it might be Ken. Fine. I thought it might be Ken Walker, who, yeah, I think there's a really strong argument that 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 he should get it, but, but he didn't really. He was only kind of bad in the beginning because he wasn't starting. Yeah. So this actually, we ended up agreeing on this one as well. Jarek McKinnon from from weeks, <laughs> and the reason and, and I, the reason why I chose McKinnon, like yeah. for sure, Walker would deserve it, except. He was just too good all season, whereas, give the numbers on McKinnon, because this is amazing. Weeks 1 through 12, McKinnon was the running back 49. And then from weeks 13 through 18, he had nine touchdowns over that span and was the running back 2. Yeah. So just a crazy, awesome finish to the season. Right. No, that is really remarkable, although... If you're playing a week 18, it's a mistake. But, um, but still, other contenders. Um, the only other person I really gave serious thought to was actually Cam Akers, who was really fabulous in the playoffs That's and did true. nothing at first. Uh, Tyler Tyler Algier was also amazing, um, but he was at nothing in the first half, and 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 
Cam Akers, um, basically, it was a shorter stretch run for him. It was really just your fantasy football playoffs. Um, and so I thought McKinnon was the right choice. So we agree. He's the winner. All right. Now the uh, the Devontae Parker Award, the Steel Devontae Parker Award. It's Your a, prediction was? Well, and let me just define it. It's a player oh, yeah. that comes out of total mediocrity to become yeah, fantasy. Yeah, you can't bold. be terrible. You got to be mediocre. You got to be mediocre. So <laughs> I predicted Alan Lazard would oh, be that guy. So mediocre. Yeah. And and I, still predicted, was. I predicted David Njoku. <laughs> yeah. And I like your pick. In fact... I, I see now that she went with him for winning the award. And I will, I will defend that. Yeah, go ahead. Well, why don't you, it, it plays off of what you, your pick, so why okay. don't you? Why don't well, you I went with Geno Smith. Uh, I, I also consider Geno Smith. Yeah, Geno, we talked about him a little bit before, but really has done nothing in his career until this year, so I felt like he was a, an apt nominee. So uh, I went with Njoku over Geno Smith. Those are the only two players I really seriously considered. And the reason why is I didn't think that Geno Smith fit the definition of total mediocrity because he was just bad. He just came from... <laughs> okay. So he was he was just a guy that just went from zero to you know 80 or something like that. Whereas I thought Njoku really was truly mediocre until this year when he finished tight in eight just behind uh, Evan Ingram and also did so with a kind of a severe ankle injury and awful quarterbacking and, and whatnot. So, uh, so I, and, and, you know, the time may go to the guy that I picked ahead of time, but I, I just, I feel like, uh, that's a pretty impressive thing. And also, uh, I, if I had to pick somebody who I really thought could sustain this long-term, I I think it's Joku with the first round pedigree and the physical skills that he has. So, okay. Well, those are, my, those are my reasons. Before I, I defer to you, if I'm going to, mm. the only challenge I would make is is the tight end eight truly fantasy gold? Uh, you're using the other part of the definition against me, and I appreciate the wordsmithery. Uh, I would say, um, I think that's a good point. I think that's a good point. I don't know if it's truly fantasy football gold. Uh, Geno I, Smith was the quarterback six overall. Yeah. This season. Yeah. No, I hear you on that. I just, I think it's, I think we might have to have a split award. Okay. I, for me, the thing is just, is I feel like uh, you're, you're, you're focusing on the second half of it, fantasy gold, and I'm focusing on the first half. You have to be mediocre to begin with. So that's so I, I, I think there's solid arguments either way. I think you can't have too much Devontae Parker award. So <laughs> right. so you, let's... Can, you can share them both. Yeah. All, right. All right. And finally, our last, uh, this isn't an award. It's just, we, this is our insane fantasy prediction for the year. So remember, we threw these out back in August at some point. Um, I predicted insanely that Kyron Williams would lead the Rams in rushing this season. And I predicted, I made two predictions, by the way. Cheating. Uh, it's a little cheating. <laughs> or, or maybe it's, maybe it's, the it's even harder because yeah. I have to nail both, both of these, of them. arguably, or I get two shots. So, you know, it depends on how we score it. Uh, I predicted that AJ Brown was not the wide receiver one on the Eagles in 2022, and right. I predicted that Deshaun Watson would not finish as a top 20 quarterback on a points per game basis. Yeah. So let's talk about your guy first. All right, Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams. Well, I, I will, to defend myself, 
he was the Rams' second leading rusher this season. That's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing because he only had 200 total yards all year. So <laughs> and but and it wasn't like they had like a bell cow that was just killing it. No, no, he he, uh, it, it's a combination. You know, he was hurt a lot too. Kyron Williams was hurt. Everybody was hurt yeah. on that team. I, I and when I made that prediction, I was banking on Acres not staying and, healthy. And you thought that. Stafford was probably going to be healthy, and yeah. there's a million things that went wrong on that team. Yeah. So, so, so let me let me let me make my pitch for for why I like this. First of all, uh, why you like yours? Right? Yeah. Like my, yeah. Devontae Smith had the most receptions on the Eagles. Yeah. So, was he the wide receiver one? Fantasy football, no. AJ Brown was better, but if you're counting who gets the most catches. Then Devontae oh, Smith yeah. was the wide receiver one on the team. Also, uh, Deshaun Watson was quarterback 25, as we already covered, so that for sure happened. So I'm feeling pretty good about yeah. those insane predictions. Nice job. You weren't insane at all. Uh, I might have been insane, but sometimes like a broken clock but, is right twice a day, right? There you go. Panned out. Or one and a half times a day. <laughs> right. All right. So what do we got coming up? Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm very close on the reckoning. I think I'm going to be able to get it done before next week. Because otherwise, we got to get into rookie season. Yeah. I'm already mostly done with my quarterbacks. Nice, nicely done. I still have to jump in on those guys. So I'm going to say next week. I'm ninety percent sure we'll be doing the reckoning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, then we're going to be jumping I, you know, into our rookies. Yeah, because I, I think we got to do. You know, I want to see the combine before we actually start doing the rookies. So we'll have to figure out timing wise how to get this all done. As we mentioned last week, I'll be out of town for some of the time, so we're going to have to figure out how to get that information out to people. I, I'm currently favoring a plan where we maybe cover a few fewer players on the front end pre-draft. Yeah. I yeah. mean like, cause I think once you see the combine numbers are there probably some guys that can drop off the list and then maybe after if someone gets drafted high, higher than we expected, we might do a follow up like, uh, something like mm-hmm. that after the draft. But I think some of those episodes last year were hour and a half, yeah. you know, they were long. So like, it'd be nice. To, I think people get tired of listening to you. It's <laughs> <That's, laughs> probably true. Although I think you talk more than I do, so that's because I know that's what, I give the people what they want. <laughs> <laughs> they want more, Sean. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. We uh, we as always will look forward to getting into the rookies and the other the other gems that we uh, we have this I would time say of year. Diving in uh, on the rookies, like I, uh, quarterbacks, I got some strong opinions already, and it, and it brings up so many memories of just this time last year and the year before and whatnot. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of fun. So, uh, again, thanks for joining us today. We'll look forward to doing that. And until then, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Steel. Join our community on the Steel Pod Facebook group and follow us on Twitter at Steel Pod.